0: Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, veterans all across the league are being released. Are there guys that are available defensively that could bolster the Raiders roster? We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll do a deep dive into some guys that I have my eye on. Your calls and texts will close out the show. It's all coming up on a very busy Friday, February 24th, 2023.
1: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: He's a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won.
0: And welcome in Raider Nation, to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the On Raider Podcast free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. My man Ari is making sure we're up on YouTube each and every day. I've had a lot of folks hitting me up and say, hey, man, checking you out on YouTube. It's the first time I ever heard your show or seen your show. So that's cool, you know, getting more uh, attention to the podcast. So I definitely appreciate that and definitely appreciate the efforts of my man Ari on Twitter at Ari Producers, making sure we're up on YouTube each and every day. Got a lot to get to on on today's show. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. News and notes here in segment number one. And the first one was a big shocker as far as I was concerned. On Thursday, the Rams and Bobby Wagner, linebacker Bobby Wagner, decided that they would mutually part ways. Adam Schefter from ESPN tweeted out the Rams and nine-time All-Pro linebacker Bobby Wagner mutually agreed to part ways. Rams need more cap space and Wagner wants to win. He'll now be a notable part of this year's free agent class. Again, that's from Adam Schefter that was on Thursday and that shocked me. Even though Bobby Wagner's 32 years old and you can say okay, maybe he started to slow down. He had just signed a 5-year, $50 million deal with 20 million guaranteed on March 31st in 2022. So, just a little bit less than a year ago and already he He's out in L.A., and the Rams were approximately $13.7 million over the salary cap heading into the new league year, and they've got to get it under control. They've got to find a way to get under the salary cap. They need to try to recoup some some, uh, draft capital as well. as They try to continue to build that team. Of course, there's a lot of questions. Even Sean McVay took some time to decide if he even wanted to come back as the head coach of the Rams. So a lot of questions going on in L.A., but one question that there is no more is what's going on with Bobby Wagner. He is now a free agent. I'll talk a lot more about him coming up in segment number two of today's show. But just for reference, he had a hell of a year. I don't know how much you paid attention to it, he had a hell of a year for the Rams in 2022. According to uh, Pro Football Focus and, and, and of course, according to uh, just the NFL in general, he earned second-team All-Pro honors after posting 140 tackles, a career-high six sacks, two interceptions, and five passes defense while starting all 17 games. Pro Football Focus rated Wagner as a top linebacker in the NFL last season. So there's that. The dude could still play. The Raiders have a need at linebacker. Just putting the two and two together. Dave Ziegler, Champ Kelly, Josh McDaniels, Patrick Graham. Attention to to, to this guy right here. Bobby Wagner is a dude that could really help shore up that linebacking core for the Silver and Black. But as I mentioned, we'll talk a lot more about him coming up in segment number two. How about Lamar Jackson and the situation going on in Baltimore with him? Jamison Hensley from ESPN. He reported on Thursday about the situation and how it's really starting to get pretty sticky. I guess that's the best way to put it. It's not uh, the best relationship going on right now with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. And I'm not saying that he's not going to return to Baltimore next year. I feel like he's going to get the franchise tag and they're going to find a way to work things out because I think it's best for both of them. But there could be a chance that this relationship could be ending up in a divorce sooner rather than later. He wants a contract that looks very similar to what Deshaun Watson received from the Cleveland Browns after they gave him $230 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed on a five-year deal. He wants a contract like that. Now the Ravens, they gave – They gave uh, Lamar Jackson a contract offer, a five-year, $250 million contract, but it only included $133 million guaranteed, which is a lot less than Deshaun Watson's deal. It is more than Russell Wilson's deal, which was $124 million guaranteed, and Kyler Murray got $103.3 million guaranteed last offseason. But it should be more than those guys, right? And what have we always said about the quarterback? The next guy up is going to get the most money. I'm not saying that that's always right, but that's the way that it's been in the NFL for a very long time. Again, that doesn't mean that it has to continue to be that way. The money that Cleveland gave Deshaun Watson was ridiculous. Everyone knew as soon as they gave him that contract that that was insane. And every team across the league looked and was like, wait, what? You did what? So that's a whole lot of money, but I don't blame Lamar Jackson for trying to get the bag. And all he really needs is one desperate team to say, yeah, that's a lot of money, but... We haven't had a quarterback forever, so okay, let's find a way to make it work. Look, Cleveland was desperate, and they went out and got a guy like Deshaun Watson with all the baggage that he came with, and they gave him all that money and gave up all that draft capital to Houston to get him. So all it takes is one desperate team to say, we need a quarterback really bad. We need a guy that we think can get us over the hump. And so Lamar might get that money that he wants. I would be shocked and surprised, but again, it might end up becoming a situation where – that relationship in Baltimore ends in divorce. So that's definitely something to monitor and pay attention to. And, of course, the man that we've been talking about quite a bit here on Locked On Raiders podcast, on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation can't stop talking about this guy because, well, he's out there and he could be potentially available. That is Aaron Rodgers. He has come out of his dark retreat. I didn't know if he was going to come out, when he was going to come out. I really didn't know what the situation was. But apparently he came out of the cave on Wednesday, and it's the Sky Cave. And according to Scott Berman, who actually owns the facility on hundreds of acres of forested land in southern Oregon, said the quarterback before entering it said he was hoping to have a better sense of where he was in his life but was not going to go to the retreat just to figure out whether he was going to play in 2023 or retire. He's under contract with Green Bay for $59.465 million guaranteed if he plays in 2023. But Berman went on to talk about the facility that Rodgers was in. And to me, when I heard he was going into a dark darkness retreat or a dark cave or whatever you want to call it. I was thinking of something like solitary confinement where it was dark. You know, they slid your meal underneath the doorstep, you know, and it was real just dark, ugly, cold, and nobody wanted to be in there. Nah, not really. (laughs) <laughs> Berman said the room in which Roger spent his time is a partially underground hobbit-like structure, their words not mine, with 300 square feet of space, devoid of light, with a queen bed, a bathroom, and a meditation-like mat on the floor. It is fully powered, so at any point the lights can be turned on from inside the room. Also, the door is not locked, so if he wants to journey out into the forested land, he could. I don't know if he did or not, but it wasn't really as bad as it sounded, so if at any point he didn't want to be in the darkness... He didn't have to be in the darkness. He can go over and just flip on the switch. It's not like, you know, he's walking around a a room with no electricity and there is no light. Now he could get into the light if he wanted to, but Aaron Rodgers is out of that. I don't think that we'll hear anything about what he plans to do in 2023. Until Tuesday, until he's on the Pat McAfee Show. I I think that that would be the earliest that we hear anything about Aaron Rodgers and his plans for the upcoming season. Of course, next week on Tuesday when the Pat McAfee Show is going on and he's a guest there, I'll be in Indianapolis for the scouting combine. And so there'll be a lot of conversation going on there as well. Excited to be there and excited to bring all the sounds back to the Locked On Raiders podcast. So that's what I got for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Kind of news and notes across the league and a couple things that could pertain to the silver and black. Coming up in segment number two, going to get into some free agents, some defensive free agents. This is by request. Had a uh, had a listener text in. I'll read the text and talk about some defensive free agents that could be interesting to the Raiders. Guys that I kind of have my eye on. Not all of them. Not saying the Raiders need to go out and sign all these guys, but some guys that could help defensively that I think would be really good players for the Silver and Black. We'll do that coming up in segment number two after I tell you about Built Bar. And if you go to the website, built.com, I check it out all the time. Something really caught my eye and it just kind of made me laugh and t- kind of took me back to my childhood. And that's the latest Built Bar. Built Bar animal cookie and I don't know if you remember the the bag of mother's cookies that were like the giraffes and the elephants and the lions and they were covered in little sprinkles they were pink and white and I used to get those all the time and I, I ain't gonna lie to you I'd eat too many of them and I'd kind of get sick I think that's why I don't eat a lot of candy or sweets anymore because well I remember all the times that I ate too many sweets that were way too sweet for me and I would get sick well I did that plenty of times with animal cookies in that mother's bag well this is different this is a built bar. It's really good for you. One, it doesn't have hardly any sugar in it. The calories are very low and the protein is very high. So, built bar found a way to find something that's a childhood favorite for a lot of people and make it available in a protein style bar. So, I gotta give them a lot of credit for continuing to reinvent themselves, continuing to give out more flavors, more options. So, there's something for everyone. Check this out just some of the limited time flavors Animal Cookie Built Bar. Uh, how about lemon dip cheesecake built bar puff that's got marshmallow in it? Uh, continuing with the marshmallow theme, how about maple? Donut, Grasshopper Cookie Built Bar, Caramel Apple Built Bar, Banana Cream Pie Built Bar pus, Raspberry Cheesecake. All those are limited time flavors and of course topped off with Animal Cookies. So something for everyone. They've got granola bars as well. You can order them online at Built.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON15. You'll save 15% off your order when you go to check out. But if you're in the Las Vegas area and you just want to walk into Smith's, you want to walk into Sam's Club and get some, you can get a 13 count box. You can get a 4 count box. You can get a mixed box. You can get whatever you want, and you don't have to wait for it to come and arrive in the mail. Just go in the store. I got a Smith's right up the street from the house. Want to? I can run up the block, go and get me some animal cookie built bars, and take it back to my childhood. Sit like a kid and hide, so nobody comes and gets my animal cookies. Right? You could do the same thing. Check out the website today, built.com. Remember, the promo code is Locked On fifteen.
1: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast
0: on the Las Vegas Raiders,
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day.
0: All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to start talking about some defensive additions by way of free agency. And I I want to separate it because, one, if I do free agency and the draft, it could be a three-segment show, if not more. Because the Raiders need a lot of help on the defensive side of things. But uh, we got plenty of time to talk about the draft. As a matter of fact, today, this morning, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network is having his pre combine conference call. So you know I always am part of those. Always like to bring that to the podcast. So I'll give you a sneak preview to Monday's show already. It's going to have a lot of sound from Daniel Jeremiah from today's pre combine conference call that he's going to have this morning around 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Excited about that. So depending on what time you're listening to this podcast, it may be happening right now, it may be over already, but the case is, on Monday, you'll hear the pre-combine sound from Daniel Jeremiah, and then I'll be on Monday at the combine in Indianapolis. So it all ties together. So let's talk about free agent defensive help that the Raiders could be looking at, guys that I have my mind on. And it really comes from a text from Jolly Roger J. He says, hey Q. Any chance you could do a deep dive show on just defensive needs, something like 10 to 15 minutes of a needs analysis at each position, talking about who's available in the draft at each position of need, free agency options per position, who on the roster needs to go or stay, and what Patrick Graham should do different in 2023. Feels like you put together a few solid minutes here and there, but haven't really focused exclusively on the defense. I get it, though. Everyone wants to hear about the quarterback position, but this defense has got to get right, otherwise the next quarterback may have to put up six touchdowns on the board every game the way things are now. Thank Thanks, Q. That's from Jolly Roger J. And I'm like I said, I'm going to focus on the defensive side of the ball. I'll focus on free agents that can help. We'll talk about draft later. I'll talk about players that need to go. I've kind of already broke it down where if you look at the defensive side of things with the Raiders' current roster, the one guy that you know needs to stay is Max Crosby. That's the guy that's going to stay. Chandler Jones will probably stay because of his salary, right? And he's got a big dead cap hit, so I'm sure he's going to stay. They're probably going to restructure his deal. But they need defensive tackle help. They need linebacker help. They need secondary help. I mean, they need help on all levels of the defense. And what Patrick Graham really needs to do in 2023 is got to figure out how to stop the middle of the field from being wide open. That's something that drives all Raider fans crazy. It drives me crazy. We talk about it all the time. It is the biggest Achilles heel that the Raiders defense has. But let's just talk about some free agent guys that are available that could help the Raiders out. And I don't mean them go sign all these guys. That's not realistic, and you can't build your team through just free agency. You've got to be able to strike in in the draft as well. That's how you really... Build your team. So, I'm just going to go ahead and throw some names out there, tell you who they are, what position they are, and how they can help the Raiders' defense. So, let's go ahead and start off with the interior of the defensive line. We'll start from the uh, inside out, right? And it's always in the trenches, you know, offensively and defensively, it starts up front. So, let's start with defensive tackle Javon Hargrave. Right? He comes over from the Philadelphia Eagles, or he's not comes over from the Philadelphia Eagles, but he becomes available in Philadelphia. Uh, the write-up on Hargrave. He steadily improved in each of his three seasons of Phillies and came to a head in 2022. The Eagles defensive tackle posted a whopping 11 sacks in the season, fourth most at his position. Although he's 30, he's also extremely reliable with just two missed games in seven seasons. He may be the premier defensive player in free agency, This season, So I want to start out with him because he is going to be a guy that is a big time headliner in free agency at the defensive position and defensive tackle is something that the Raiders need in a major way. I've talked about Jerron Payne a lot and I'll get to him in just a minute. But Javon Hargrave, a little bit older, 30 years old than Payne. Uh, You know, he's a guy that I think has better career numbers. I know he has better career numbers than Jerron Payne. He's done it a little bit more consistently than Payne has. So he's going to be the top free agent at that position. And if the Raiders can Get him at a reasonable deal, I wouldn't think that that's a problem. I think that that's a good thing. You saw what that Philadelphia Eagles defensive line was able to do in 2022. You got to have pressure from the interior and you got to have guys on the outside. So uh, you saw what Hassan Reddick was able to do with the Eagles, uh, lead that team in sacks. That could be Max Crosby, but he's got to have a guy like Hargrave or a guy like Jerron Payne to be able to help get some push from the interior and that would help out Chandler Jones as well. Could you imagine if Hargrave even had even a down year next season was, was teamed up with Crosby and Chandler Jones and him in the middle. And maybe he had just say eight sacks and Crosby had, let's say 12 and Chandler Jones had a better season than he had this year and had eight. I mean, that's already 28 right there. The Raiders defensive line in 2022 only had 21 and a half. If they could push 30 sacks between those three guys, uh, on the defensive line, or or a combination of you know the edge rushers that are there, and Chandler Jones and Crosby, and then somebody in the interior. That's 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 a good that's a good start. That's a really good start for the, uh, the Raiders in that defensive line. The problem with the defensive tackles that they have right now, they're guys that can help stop the run. They're good at that, but they're not pushing the pocket and they're not getting pressure on the quarterback and getting sacks. They've got to find a guy that can get sacks. And so I'll just go ahead and parlay that right into Deron Payne. Uh, he's actually ranked the number four uh, defensive player as far as, uh, as far as free agents come this offseason. It said Deron Payne broke out in a huge way in 2022 with 11.5 sacks after posting 14.5 in his first four seasons. He's also a good run defender. He's only 25. He'll be 26 next season, so he is one of the perimeter premier defenders on the market. The commanders are reportedly planning to use the franchise tag on him, but it's not a sure thing just yet. Uh, ben Standig, who covers the Washington commanders like a glove, has put it out there that 99.9% chance they're going to use the franchise tag. I'm a little shocked by that. They have a lot of money already tied up in the defensive line, especially in the interior, with Jonathan Allen already getting a, a big payday. Uh, if you go ahead and franchise Jeron Payne, that's getting a big payday with him. And then, oh by the way, Chase Young is going to have to get paid sooner rather than later as well. Maybe they signed Deron Payne to a franchise tag with the with the thoughts of, okay, we're going to trade him and get something for him. Maybe that's what that's going into their mind. I just find it hard to believe that they would pay everyone on that defensive line. Maybe Chase Young is a guy because he hasn't been healthy. Maybe he's a guy who eventually doesn't get paid. I don't know, but you can't pay everyone. I don't think you could pay everyone uh, along that defensive line, but maybe they do. Maybe they feel like that that's how they butter their bread and that's what they're going to do. But a guy like Jerron Payne, a guy like Javon Hargrave, both of those guys would be really good additions for the Raiders' defensive line. I mentioned Bobby Wagner in segment number one. Surprise release from the Rams, but they mutually agreed to part ways. He wants to play with a winner. I'm not saying that the Raiders are winners. Uh, Because obviously they only won six games last year. But depending on what the plan is, (laughs) and I'm still waiting to find out what the plan is, maybe Dave Ziegler could convince him to head to Las Vegas and play with the Raiders, right? And Patrick Graham could add him to the defensive side of things. I think he'd be an immediate upgrade to that linebacking room. Then they can really bring back Denzel Perryman on a, on a cheaper deal. And you have a guy like Bobby Wagner, you have Denzel Perryman, you have some of the younger cats as well. Maybe Divine Diablo is still part of the mix, who knows. But I would like that combo, of Bobby Wagner and Denzel Perryman. I think that gives you an opportunity to really have a nice, salty little linebacking core, something that the Raiders need in a major way. So don't really have to go into too much detail. Again, in 2022, all pro honors. He had 140 tackles, a career-high six sacks, six sacks, Think about that. Six sacks would have been second on the Raiders in 2022. Two picks, five passes defense, and he started all 17 games at age 32. I'm good with that. If uh, they want to give him a couple-year deal, that would be great. Maybe front-load it. That'd be awesome. Build up that team on both sides of the ball, but the defense has really got to be upgraded. How about the safety position? This is another guy coming from the Eagles. Look, they were in the Super Bowl. They're going to get cherry-picked. They've lost a lot of coaches. They have a lot of guys that are free agents. How about safety Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? Uh, one of the Eagles' best moves of the 2022 offseason was acquiring Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Saints. He rewarded Philly with six picks, tied for the most in the league, and he missed five games. The Eagles would obviously love to bring him back, but it may not be possible with limited cap space and so many free agents as to write up on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson as he is a free agent. And I've seen that he is a priority to return to Philly, but maybe they don't. And Trayvon Merrick is a guy that I like, the you know two-year guy out of TCU, uh, but he took a step back in 2022. You know, he's got to show that he's worth it. Uh, I like uh, Jeron Harmon. I think that he's going to return. But if you bring a guy like Cha- Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in, you could bring back Jerron Harmon, and you could also help try to develop Trayvon Merrick. You can have multiple guys that you feel confident with, with obviously Chauncey Gardner-Johnson being your big-time playmaker on the back end. The Raiders haven't had a playmaker on the back end that can create turnovers like that since Reggie Nelson. That was the last time that they had a safety that came up with some interceptions on consistently, right? Daron Harmon had a couple in 2022, which was great. He's a guy that you expect to come up with a couple turnovers. He even had a, a pick six against the Houston Texans. That was a really good play. Uh, and, and, and Trayvon Merrick, just like I said, took a step back. So if you can get a playmaker, a guy who can create some turnovers like Chauncey Gardner Johnson, that would be a nice addition to the Raiders defense as well. And, The final guy that I'm going to talk about, and then we'll get into segment number three, your calls and texts right off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, is not a guy that's even available right now. But he comes from the Rams. And I talked about Bobby Wagner. I talked about the fact that the Rams are in a bad position when it comes to uh, their salary cap. And that who knows what kind of state of affairs that team is in right now. So they may be looking to unload some guys. They got rid of Bobby Wagner on Thursday. I've talked about this guy before. How about Jalen Ramsey? There were reports that he could be released. He came out and said he wasn't going to get released. He said he might get traded, but he ain't going to get released. So he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. I think he'd be a great addition to the, the cornerback room, and at some point he could even transition to safety if he starts to get a little bit older. Uh, the thing about Jalen Ramsey is he might not uh, appear to be the guy that he was when he left Jacksonville, but he's still really good. And the Raiders need corners. They really do. And again, it depends on... I mean, this really... I hate that it always goes back to the quarterback, but it really depends on what the Raiders' plan is for this year. How competitive they plan to be. Do they think that they could be a team that could win 10 and 11 games and and make a run in the playoffs? If they do then pursuing a guy like Jalen Ramsey could be worth their wild. Uh, Looking at pro football focus, a matter of fact, my guy uh, Brad Spielberger actually put out a piece because he was talking about a trade for Jalen Ramsey. He said, Ramsey's 90.6 coverage grade over the past three seasons ranks second amongst cornerbacks, And his 91.2 run defense grade ranks first. His 80.3 coverage grade from the slot over the last three seasons ranks fifth. There are a lot of elite young cornerbacks in the league right now, but Ramsey still holds the crown as the best defensive back in the NFL as of today as for pro football focuses, Brad Spielberger. So could you imagine having a guy you want to talk about versatility? What is Dave Ziegler like? Versatility. Could you imagine having Jalen Ramsey at a corner position, but you could also kick him inside to the slot. You could also push him back to safety. That would give Patrick Graham and his defense a lot of different options A lot of different ways to use him. Almost like a Swiss Army knife, but every way that you use him is good. Plus, it would add some swagger. Could you imagine the swagger between him and Nate Hobbs? And I know that that word is overused, but... They need that. They need a little something in their neck to act like, you know, the been there, done that. You know, something where they ain't concerned. They know that their defense is damn good and their their unit is damn good and they're going to go out there and show everyone, right? They, you got to have that. Like the confidence that Max Crosby has from his position, the way that he goes out there and he ain't backing down to nobody. Well, guess what? Jalen Ramsey is that guy too. He ain't backing down to nobody. I would love to see him in the silver and black. I think he would be a big boost to that Patrick Graham defense. So those are just some guys that I have my eye on, and that's just free agent-wise. In the draft, there's plenty of guys that could help bolster the Raiders team from all the positions that I mentioned, D-tackle, linebacker, safety, corners. The Raiders need all those edge rushers. They need all kind of help on the defensive side of things. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about the defense. That's right up my alley. I do appreciate uh the text message from Jolly Roger J. That was great. I, I have no problem, you know, just going ahead and dedicating a whole segment to the defense. Again, that's 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 my pleasure. What'd they say? <laughs> you know, that's my pleasure. You know, it's just it's 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 something that needs to be talked about. The Raiders defense needs to be a lot better than it's been been the past few years. Hell even the whole time Derek Carr was the quarterback, the defense wasn't very good. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. And that's all I got for you for segment number two. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, though, do want to tell you about the ultimate football GM and I feel like we do that every day here on the show. We play the Ultimate Football GM. We act like Dave Ziegler. I'm going to talk to Dave Ziegler next week, try to get into his brain. How does he construct a roster? How does he get the right coaches? How does he draft the right players, sign the right free agents? Ultimate Football GM, that's exactly what you're going to do. A lot of fun. Uh, We do it all the time. We all think that we got a little GM in us, and and, and this game is going to put you to the test to see if you can do it. It's a very challenging and realistic game. You can play it offline, so you can play it any time that you want to, whenever you want to, play on the go, and it's for free. It's very challenging. It's the ultimate football GM. And on top of that, we've even created a Locked On League for you to compete against other Locked On fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate Locked On football GM? Well, Choose the Locked On League in the app to join. Can you create a football dynasty? We'll find out. All listeners of the Locked On Raiders podcast get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On. It's all caps and it's in the game store. That's On in all caps. Make sure you check it out today. You want to download the game? Simple. Visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app store. Again, ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today.
1: Every day. Here
0: we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raider podcast. Your calls and texts. you off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. I want to try to get through as many as possible, so I'm going to kind of do them quick, fast, in a hurry. I'm not going to do a whole lot of response to them, but I want to get as many calls in as possible. Let's start off with Raider X. He's calling to talk about Wednesday's show and addresses a response that he heard from GM Dave Ziegler and uh, has something to say about the answer at the quarterback position. Here he is, Raider X.
2: Hey, Q. Raider X. Hey, call about your... Uh Podcast this morning, great podcast. Love the clips, love the insight and feedback that you presented. Just wanted to comment on one small issue. Uh, love those zinger feet, the, the quotes out there. But that one answer about uh, the answer uh, immediately coming or coming this season. I think that's a little bit of play on words. He's a smart cat, and I think that uh, he's a little bit, you know, fishing around that because again, the whole thing about the answer. And I think that's kind of taps into his long-term, you know, uh, idea or, or goal for the Raiders, and I think that you know, relating to you know, Rogers. Obviously, he is a fix, but he's not the answer. I think that's the way he sees it. It's not the answer for long-term success, but he's something that could address. He doesn't really want to put all his cards on the table and say that that's exactly how they're going to address for a short-term fix or answer per se. Uh, that's just my feeling on it. I, I think that. Uh, it's not over and said and done. I just think that they don't want to overly commit, which I thousand percent agree to. Uh, you know, give it too much capital for that uh, for him. Uh, that's not a, that's not something that uh, I, I think is comfortable, especially when you have no guarantee on the longevity that's left in those legs or that arm, I should say. Ah, uh, that's uh, Raider X out. Have a good one.
0: Thank you for the call, my man. And I think you're spot on with the answer from Ziegler and the things that he's saying. You know, uh, Rodgers, it feels like, was a long shot. Uh, it sounds like from all reports that he'll probably be back in Green Bay. We don't know anything official. Things could change. Uh, we'll probably find out something on Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show when he goes and makes his weekly appearance. But it sounds like, you know, that he's he's returning to Green Bay. But we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. It should be interesting. Uh, How about a text from Raider B in Connecticut? It says, hey Q, it's Raider B from Connecticut. I listen to your show on YouTube every day. Want to say thank you for all the great content. As far as my two cents, I think you're completely right about Rodgers. And draft a quarterback in later rounds like Hooker from Tennessee. As far as defense, I'd really like to see them draft uh, Gervin Dexter out of Florida. He's a top three defensive tackle that could play all three spots on the D line. And he plays with a high motor. He'd be a nightmare for offenses. A top corner would be great, but there's a few that could fall to the third or fourth. That could be sleepers. Brentz from K State and Stevenson from Miami. I do agree that Hobbs needs to move back to the slot to be more effective. Sorry, so long. Again, really enjoy the show. Raider B from Connecticut, Raider Nation for life. And it's funny, we talked about defense in segment number two, and I talked about free agency. There's guys in the draft that could address every area of need that the Raiders have on defense. I would have no problem, and I've said this before, if the Raiders would have gone into this draft that were similar to what the Carolina Panthers did when they had Matt Rule the first year where they drafted all defensive players first time in in I think draft history that that had happened a team drafted all defensive players I would have no problem with that but obviously the big elephant in the room is well the Raiders need a quarterback so how are they going to address that so they probably don't have the opportunity to do that but they really could stockpile on a lot of defensive players and depending on how Dave Ziegler navigates through the draft he still could do that right I mean it's it's a good possibility that if he trades back a few more times and gets a couple more draft picks maybe then You can get a lot more uh, draft capital and get a lot more defensive players. So thank you so much for that. Got a call from Raider Matt in Orange County. He's calling to talk about the release of Taylor Luan from Tennessee and his relationship with GM Dave Ziegler. Here he is, Raider Matt in Orange County.
3: What's up, Q? It's uh, your boy Raider Matt calling from Orange County. I wanted to call in because I just saw news that Taylor Luan was released from the Tennessee Titans today. and. He just had a nice little podcast interview with uh, his former guidance counselor in high school, Dave Ziegler, who just happens to be the Raiders' GM. Um, wanted to get your thoughts to see if um, you were knew uh, were or heard anything about him being able to be playing on the right side of the offensive line as well, because uh, I think, obviously, the, the Duke can play left tackles, and we have uh, Colton Miller holding down the left tackle spot. Do we know if Colton Miller or Taylor LeJuan could move Two right tackle because I feel like that'd be a pretty solid signing um the one's always kind of had like a nasty streak to him like with the Josh Norman um kind of button heads with him and the dude's a good little trash talker I feel like he'd bring that little oomph that the O-line needs um and he's a guy that is a solid starter um obviously Chandler Jones on the opposite side is the only guy who's really had his number over the years but wanted to see if that was someone that you'd uh, think the Raiders would be interested in bringing in. His salary for this year was fairly modest, uh, $14 million, $15 million a year. So I don't think it's going to cost too much to get him, especially after a couple of ACL injuries. I don't know if he's still got the juice left to perform, but I feel like getting cut puts a nice chip on someone's shoulder. And I feel like that he can come into the offensive line and bring him a little swagger that that O-line might need and, Also on that Tennessee Titans offensive line, I believe the guard that they had, Nate Davis, was a guy who is a free agent. Pretty solid performer um, from that team. I remember looking it up a couple months ago when I was looking at interior guards uh, or interior offensive linemen for the Raiders. And maybe bring both those guys over. Um, Familiarity playing on the same old line together in Tennessee. Could gel nicely for Oakland, uh, for Vegas, excuse me. And uh, I feel like that could be an interesting signing for the offseason. We've been talking about quarterbacks and talking about the drafts, but offensive line, obviously I think we need one more piece, maybe bring in two, and those could be the two guys. Want to hear your thoughts, Q. Raider Matt, out.
0: Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, when I saw that release, I saw a lot of Raider Nation saying that the Raiders should go sign him. And I don't have any problem with them kicking the tires on him. I think Taylor Lewan, who's a three-time Pro Bowler, would be a good offensive lineman to add for depth, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't just go out and say, okay, sign him and everything is good on the offensive line. Remember when they trusted Richie Incognito to be healthy and they wanted him to be, you know, that left guard that was going to hold it down next to Colton Miller, and then he was out all season long and he ultimately never came back and played. You don't want Taylor Lewan, who has injury history, especially the last few seasons, you don't want that situation to happen. So I would have no problem. Dave Ziegler and him have a nice relationship. Obviously, Ziegler was just on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast and talked about that relationship. I would have no problem them bringing him in as a free agent but also having some guys he can compete with and prove his worth. And if he if he gets injured, have somebody that's quality that can either back him up or maybe he's the quality backup. Whatever the case may be, I would have him no problem him being a part of the team. I just think that he can't be the guy that you rely on because his injury history will tell you that he's not available All the time. So thank you so much for that text or that call. I do appreciate you. How about a text from Raider Danny in Bakersfield? He said, Hey Q, it's Raider Danny from Bakersfield with the rumor of Jordan Love possibly asking for a trade. If Rogers returns to green Bay, do you think he'd be a viable option for the Raiders to explore? We haven't seen much from him, but he's been sitting behind Rogers and is a cheaper option. Since he hasn't really had much burn, he might be a cheaper option. I don't want to see the Raiders give up high draft picks, so it might be a reasonable option. Replace one Bakersfield guy with another Bakersfield guy. Keep up the phenomenal work. Go, Raiders. That's from Raider Danny and Bakersfield, and that's an option. I just don't know who Jordan Love is as far as what he could bring to the table. You just haven't seen enough of him, and I think the Green Bay wants to see more of him. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have the ultimate say at the end of the day. Either they're going to see some from Jordan Love because he wants to play somewhere else, or... Or they're, they're going to have to wait. They're going to have to pick up that fifth-year option and then just wait. Or move them. Maybe they move them, you know, like you mentioned. I don't know. I just would hate for the Raiders to say, okay, we're going to take a flyer on Jordan Love and he's going to be uh, the future quarterback for the Silver and Black moving forward and then it doesn't work out and then what? Right, I mean, then he's got to learn this new system as well. He's not a seasoned veteran like Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, it's one of those things where maybe you sign him and you compete him. You have him and Jared Stidham compete in training camp. Maybe that's a possibility, but to me, it feels like Green Bay is going to want to hold on to him. From every report I've gotten, uh, whenever I've talked to someone from Green Bay, like Rob Demoski from ESPN, I had him on my radio show the other day. He said that they're pretty confident in what they've seen in Jordan Love in practice. That Green Bay really likes him, so I don't think he's getting out of there anytime soon. But thank you so much that uh, text. I do appreciate you. Just got time for a couple more. How about Raider Hayes in Kansas? He's calling to talk about the draft and the fact that he really likes Dave Ziegler and why. He'll tell you why, plus talks about his thoughts on what the Raiders need to do moving forward. Here he is, Raider Hayes, calling out of Kansas.
1: Q, Raider Hayes from Mulvane, Kansas. I gotta say, man, I'm a Raider till I die and then so I uh, really enjoy your your, your podcast, I've obviously listened to it on Spotify, and now I watch you on YouTube. Uh, man, you keep me grounded and in, informed, and you're not like those snowblowers, you know. Most of those analysts, I've said it before, man. You, you speak from your heart. You speak as a fan, but you tell both sides of the tape, man, and I appreciate that a lot. Uh, Going into this draft, I'm excited because I really like Ziegler, man. I really think that dude, him and McDaniels, are probably going to have a pretty dang good draft this year. We got a lot of picks. I just hope we end up picking up some defensive players like you just talking about, man. We we definitely need to work on that because uh, as much as I love The Max Crosby Show, man. We got to get that dude some help, man. Uh, Just wanted to touch base. Man, your, uh, your podcast keeps me through, man. Spotify keeps me through, bro. One love, man. Greater Nation,
0: out. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, uh, defensive help for Crosby is needed in a major way. You know, that's why we dedicated all segment two to the defense, and that's just from the free agent standpoint, right? They need to make sure that they shore up that defense. They need to have a complete team, a team that can complement each other. The offense could be the lead dog, but the defense has got to at least be able to complement them and know that, hey, they got to go 98 yards with no timeouts and not very much time knowing the defense could shut the door. They didn't have that in 2022, as we saw that Thursday night football game, the Rams uh, come back and win, uh, having to go 98 yards with a guy who had only been on the team for two days. That just cannot happen. And I like Dave Ziegler as well. I feel like that from what I've heard from him, seen from him and talked to him myself, that he's got his head on right, right and knows what this team needs to be able to build a product that could be really good for years to come. But we have to see it, right? I could feel like that all day long. But until we see it, we just don't know. So this is a really big offseason. This is a really big draft. This is a really big year for Dave Ziegler to prove exactly who he is and that this staff does know exactly what they're doing. Got time for one more text. How about a text from Fletcher? Hey, Q. Fletcher, way up in the 603, New Hampshire Patriots country. I've, I've been a diehard Raider fan since 1980, but I live in New England. I've seen as many Patriots games as Raiders. It's a manufactured rivalry over here over a stupid call by a lousy referee. I'm a huge fan of our coach and GM. There's zero chance they release D.C. without a plan. He's an average quarterback, not worth that salary. Have faith his replacement will not be Jimmy G. He's just another average quarterback, slightly more talented than D.C., but he's going to get just as much money, if not more. They're not dumb like toxic Twitter makes them out to be. Trust the process. The Raider Nation needs to hang in there just a little longer. Thank you for your work, Q. That's from, that's from Fletcher in the 603 New Hampshire, Patriots country. Thank you for the text. And that's what I've been saying. Everyone keeps hitting me up. It's like, oh, they don't have a plan. Uh, they released DC and they don't know what they're doing. I refuse to believe that they don't have a plan. They don't get in those positions. I mentioned it on Thursday show by winging it. You just don't, right? You can wing it through life. And, 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 and find yourself in a decent position. But when, you know, when it gets real, when push comes to shove, and you're making some major decisions, you ain't winging it, right? You've got to have some kind of plan. I'm not saying every plan works, but you've got to have some plan that you're ready to execute. And like you said, uh, they felt like D.C. wasn't worth the money, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. I don't think Jimmy G, I don't think that juice is worth the squeeze either. Uh, you know, so I'm interested to see how it shakes out. But I like I like that text, a little bit of positivity there from my guy Fletcher. I know this is going a little bit long. My man Ari's going to kill me. Let me. I just got time for two more. <laughs> I know I said that that was it, but let me get two more in real quick. Jordan in Oregon, he's up next. He's calling, and he's a little bummed out. He's going to explain why. A lot of it has to do with the quarterback class in the upcoming draft. Here he is, Jordan in Oregon.
4: Hey, what's going on, Q? Jordan in Oregon. I wanted to call in a little bit bummed out after listening to the pod and Nothing to do with your skills. You're, you're spot on. In fact, that's why I wanted to call today. Um, a buddy of mine was talking yesterday. Uh, this friend of mine actually, he got to play a little bit of college ball, and we just talked about soft landings for some of these quarterbacks uh, and, and really just some of the quarterbacks in the draft. And guess where I'm going to try to break this down as best I can is either you're coming in in the Patrick Mahomes scenario, where you've got like an Alex Smith to sit behind, you've already got a uh, the the car is already built with the, the proper uh, tools in it. You know, you've already got the receivers, the running back, you've already got, you know, everything set up for the car to just take off. Except you just swap in Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith, boom, and uh, everything, all the pieces, all the playmakers were there. And um, you know, let's not forget, is Patrick uh, Patrick Mahomes was a bit of a project coming out. And so, you know, I think that's kind of where I'm looking at this, like, QB uh, class, is that a lot of these guys, they're not, like, instant starters. They're a bit of a project QB. And I guess, you know, there might be a couple at the top, Bryce Young, maybe Stroud, that uh, are instant day-one starters. But I look at a lot of it, like that scenario of, of Mahomes coming in for Alex Smith, back in 2017 and making that transition and and uh what i wanted to say is that uh i think you have to have a soft landing for these guys that are a project you know if you're going to come in and you're not just an instant day one starter you've got to have the pieces around and i think that is what the raiders are really is like a soft landing you know they've got good playmakers on the team they've got the running back in place they've got You know the Hall of Fame receiver in place. Like these are these are hard pieces to find, and they're already in place here. So the Raiders have something going, but the problem is, is where we're picking is in that project QB area. And so, I guess, man, to simplify it, I think I'm kind of bummed out because I feel like the writing's on the wall
3: is that they were
4: really trying to to go after Brady. Like, make no mistake, they were Brady was option one. Um. That, that's not happening. And I think, you know, if you really look at Brady being option one, what does that tell you? Is that they wanted to have a vet in there. And if they were going to draft the QB, it probably would have been a project QB to learn behind the bet. So that's, that's off the table. So now, you you know, we're looking at these vets, Q, and I I don't see it. I don't see anything there that's, that blows my dress up. I don't see anything there that makes me more excited than what we already had. And that what was the whole objective behind this? I'm just bummed out, man. Peace
0: out. Thank you so much for the call, my man. And I don't know about Brady being option number one. I know it was something that we all talked about, but that doesn't mean that he was option number one. I, I just go back to what Josh Jacobs said at the Pro Bowl where he said he thought that Brady was a contingency plan, meaning in case of emergency, break glass. Um, I, I'm not too sure what option A was or if option A is still out there. You know, Josh Jacobs, again, referenced three quarterbacks that he added their eye on. You know, he said, I know the three quarterbacks that they're looking at. So, I don't know who it is. And then when they said, well, was one of them retired, he was like, I think that was a contingency plan. So it doesn't feel like Tom Brady was one of those three. I don't know what it's going to be, you know. But it's easy to keep talking about Rodgers because of the relationship with Devontae Adams. We know what they're they're capable of doing. So that's one avenue, and that's why I've been kind of pounding the table there because at least I know that would get the fan base excited and get it fired up. Jimmy G doesn't get them fired up. Baker Mayfield, Jac- Jacoby Brissett, for my money, that doesn't get me fired up. Uh, and then if they go and trade up, for a guy, it has to be a guy that they feel like could start pretty quick, if not immediately, like a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud. I just I don't know, and that's why when we see what the plan is, or at least we start to see it unfold, then we'll have a better idea of what it could be, so there's that. So thank you for the call. Don't be bummed out, my man. Have a great weekend. It's going to be all right. Things will shake out just fine. Trust me. Final text, and like I said, my man Ari is going to kill me, but I do appreciate you rocking with me, Ari, and you know, allowing me to go over time a little bit. Uh, this text is from Michelle from the 951. Hey, Q, it's Michelle from the 951. It's hard to hear all the talk about rolling with Steady or Glassman Garoppolo next year, particularly using the 49ers as an example for how a team could be successful with a seven-round quarterback when all the other pieces are in place. The problem is, McDaniels and Shanahan are not the same. Shanahan is flexible and has consistently shown his ability to reassess and readjust to get the most out of his players. McDaniels is rigid. Everyone has to fit his system like a glove for it to even begin to work. He's not meeting these these players where they are or even attempting to readjust to get the best out of them. I'm getting a little nervous that they're going to spend another two years attempting to find perfect McDaniels players rather than the best options. And what happens if it's another bust? I know we had to move on from Carr eventually, but I wish we had kept him one more year and capitalized on building the team with all our draft capital. And then when we were a quarterback away, go get our guy using the Kansas City model. Here's the hoping for miracles. That's Michelle in the 9-5-1. And that's that's a great text to close things out. And that's what Josh McDaniels has to show that he isn't. Not that he's just a one-way guy, right? That he is flexible, that he can reassess. He has to show that. I don't know if he's shown that yet. I don't think he has shown that yet, but this was just year one. This is a big year. I mentioned for Dave Ziegler, it's a huge year for Josh Daniels as well because I think you're right, Michelle, he has to show that he can do that. You have to be able to have that ability. The best plan is the one that can be adjusted. You've got to be able to say, okay, these might not be my guys, but – I could still make it work, and this is how we're going to do it. Now he did that with different quarterbacks in New England, right? He had Tom Brady, he had Cam Newton, he had Jared Stidham. You know, he had Mac Jones. He's had other guys that he's worked with, Jimmy G, and was was successful with. So I think he could change up what he wants to do. He just got to see it for our own eyes. So, uh, like you said, here's the hoping for miracles. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it's not a miracle. Hopefully, it's part of the plan. And I say that in air quotes, but thank you, Michelle, for that text. And that's all I got time for. I've gone way over my time. Ari's going to be angry at me, but we rock with Raider Nation. We do what we do. And we're closing out the week really strong. And on Monday, we'll be in Indianapolis for the scouting combine. Excited about that opportunity here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So, Raider Nation, thanks so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Lockdown Raider podcast free and available on all platforms. Till Monday, Raider Nation. Take care of yourself. Have a great weekend. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, Just win, baby.